Thank you for tuning into the Northfield Podcast Network. We pray that this audio resource will bless you and encourage you this week. If you'd like more information about the Northfield Podcast Network, go to facebook.com slash the Northfield Podcast Network. Blessings. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Northfield Podcast, where faith, family, and culture all collide with a biblical worldview. Your host for the Northfield Podcast is me, Caleb Gordon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be a part of this broadcast today. Sit back and relax, and let's dive in together. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Northfield Podcast. I am your host, Caleb Gordon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to listen to us today. Oh, my goodness. Fall is here. Like, the weather has officially changed. We had that cold front blow through, and man, I've got the fall flannel on this morning. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Um, check out outpostcoffeeco.com. Go get yourself something warm to drink on these cool fall mornings. You won't be disappointed. Come on, let's go. Okay. Um, I want to talk about masculinity being hijacked. I want to talk about the idea. Um, I'm a part of a group called Shepherd School or Shepherd's Training. It's the idea of men getting around the Word of God and training themselves to shepherd their homes, shepherd their churches, shepherd their communities for the glory of God and for the betterment of our families. And we talked about this idea. How many of you guys have ever heard the, the phrase? If um, this was brought up last night in uh, some of the teachings, but how many of you guys have heard this this phraseology? Um, if a mama's not happy, nobody's happy. Um, and I get this sentiment. I've said it. Like I've said it. Uh, but think about this idea that we as men are supposedly supposed to just make our women happy. Like that's our goal. Like our goal is just to make our women happy. Um, that is not a scriptural idea. Um, okay, so think about this. Christ has the bride of Christ, the church. And think about this. If if Jesus said, well, if my bride's not happy, then nobody's happy. Jesus wouldn't say that. That's unbiblical. Um, and, and I... I, I Wrote this down in my notes and I posted it yesterday actually on my social media. Husbands, if you're striving to make your wife happy rather than holy, you will make bad decisions that will dramatically cause problems in your family. And it's the truth. Men, if you're doing everything you're trying to do to make your wife happy, rather than striving to, sh- to push her towards holiness and push her towards uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ, you're going to make some really, really dumb decisions. And this is what we've done is men, we've relegated the job of finding spiritual nourishment to the women. Like we let our women for the most part determine where we go worship because, well, this is what they, this is what makes them feel comfortable. This is what they like the most. So basically what makes them happy. Men, you're called by God to make and have your woman be holy, not happy. Now, subsequently, if we're striving for holiness, happiness will follow. Happiness will be there. 
But that should, the happiness of your wife, the happiness of your children should not be the primary objective of, of your life, man, husband. Your primary objective as a Christ follower is to lead your wife, to lead your children to the feet of Christ. Period. That, that is what you and I are called to do. Vody Bauckham says in his book, Family Shepherds, having a proper perspective on the purpose of marriage will change the way a man views his role as a family shepherd. When I know that God designed the marriage covenant to sanctify both me and my wife, to paint a picture on earth of the relationship between Christ and his church, and to bring forth a generation of kingdom citizens who will know and follow hard after God, then my perspective is altered completely. Like that's my hope in this little podcast is that our perspectives will be completely altered and changed, that we will have a different perspective on what we're supposed to do. Like what we've done is in essence, we've allowed feminism to jump in and determine the spirituality of our homes. And we have allowed femininity to overrule. We've done what we did exactly what Adam did. Like we did exactly what Adam did in the garden. In Genesis chapter three, we see the fall of man and it's because of the passivity of the man. Like he didn't take the leadership role. He stood in the back and did nothing. Um, I'll just read in Genesis chapter three, um, the serpent comes, he's more crafted than any other beast of the field. The Lord God made. And then he comes to the woman and says, did God really say you can't eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman saw it and the, the serpent continued this conversation and man deceives her. And I thought for the longest time that Adam was out in the field, tending, working, doing something. But if you read the text, Adam's literally standing right next to her and is passive in his response. It does not say serpent, get out of here. You have no authority. Get out. That like he had the dominion role. Like he was the man. He was, he had the authority to kick the serpent out. Like he had that kind of authority, but he did not. Because look at this, it just, it just blows my mind. Um, verse four, then the serpent of chapter three, then the serpent said to the woman, you surely won't die for God knows the day when you eat of the fruit, your eyes are going to be opened and you will be like God knowing good from evil. So when the woman saw the tree, it was good for food and a delight to the eyes and that the tree was uh, to be desired to make one wise, she took it and she ate And she also gave some to her husband who was with her. The man took a passive role and allowed the woman to step up and lead. That was never her her role. Her role was never to lead. He was to lead, guide, and protect. That was what he was called to do. Now, consequently, what happens? They sin. They break the, the law of God. And then enters sin, and now look at what happens. Um, God has this conversation with Adam. Adam says, it wasn't my fault. It was that woman you gave me. In essence, he's if you read the text, he's actually blaming God for giving him the woman. It's, hey, listen, I was here naked, running through the, the garden, naming animals, having a good time, and you put me to sleep and give me this, this woman. Really, it's your, you know, it's her fault. And then she looks and says, it was actually the serpent's fault. And so this huge fight 
But in reality, the man did not do what he was supposed to do. He did not lead and did not guide. And man, a majority of men are taking a back seat when it comes to spirituality, when it comes to the the discipleship of their children, the discipleship of their wives, and they're letting their wives just, hey, I like the music at this church and it's got a really vibey feel and you know, I like it. It's got a coffee bar and it's awesome. And we're going to go there because I like it. And some of my friends are there. So that's what we're going to go to church there. And the husband's like, okay, whatever. And he just begrudgingly goes and sits and like, there's no transformative desire to do anything in his life other than just make my wife happy. Because if mama ain't happy, nobody's happy. Come on, fellas. This has to change. We've got to have a different mindset. Because now look what happens as a result of the fall. God tells Eve, listen, your desire is going to be to rule over your husband with the, with the fracture of the fall because of what you did. Now what's going to happen is you're going to have the desire to, to, to be in charge. And most men will let a woman be in charge because they have this innate desire not to fight because the scripture says now all of creation will war against the man because of the sin uh, nature that's in us. The, the nature of the fall, everything's going to war against the man. So the more the more war happens, most men will just take a passivity role and they will just, or a passive role and they'll sit in the back seat and let their woman run the show, work the big job, do you know, run the spirituality of the family. Hey, it's, it's the woman's job to get my kids to to church. I got to go hunt. I got to go watch a football game. I got to do. And so we just become this lazy, passive guy that watches sports network for, you know, 12 hours a day on Sunday and doesn't have any active role when it comes to the spirituality of our children. And like today, I was, I was taking my kid to school. Like I watched as some dudes were just like, like shoving their kids out the car and just like, get out, go. And it's like, man, there's, that's the opportunity for you to talk to your boys or talk to your girls as you're walking to them, pray with them. Go through catechisms like we do with my, hey, why does, who, who made you? God made you. You know, back a couple of podcasts ago, we talked about the power of catechisms in the life of our kids. And so we've got this massive problem where we've got neutered men. Literally, I'm not trying to be offensive, but man, we've got men that are just neutered when it comes spiritually, when it comes to leading their families. And they're letting their wives make the decision on where they go to church. That's not, that's not their job. And I know that in the culture we live, Caleb, how dare you say that? How dare you say that it's not the woman's job to pick the church? It's not. God has given the mandate to the men to lead spiritually in the home. And if you're delegating that role to the wife saying, well, listen, whatever makes you happy, baby, like you're, you're, you're not doing what's right. I'm trying to be kind. I don't want to be rude to men, but man, think about this guys. You have a dominion mandate by God to rule like you you should be a king like we need to start acting like it we need to start acting like kings you're you've been given the authority by God to overthrow dominions and powers that are in this world by the power of the Holy Spirit in your life and you've been given a mandate to lead guide and protect your families from spiritual darkness and for the most part, men have relegated that and delegated that out to, well, whatever, I'm going to sit in the back seat and let my wife and my kids, well, my kids really like this church because the youth group's cool. My kid really likes to go here, so this is why we go to this church because we got this cool youth group, we've got a cool youth pastor, and bup, 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 what, is he theologically accurate? I don't know. What are they teaching their youth group? I have no clue because I'm not going to go to youth group. What do you do on Wednesday nights? I stay home. What do you do on Sundays? Eh, for the most part, I stay home. Average men go to church once a month. Most men. Some men don't even show up that much. 
and they claim to be Christ followers. You, as Christ-following man, should be engaged in the things of the Word of God. And if you're not, if you're not engaged in leading your wife to the throne of Christ, and you're you've gotten to the point where you're saying, rather than saying, um, "I want my wife holy," but you're saying, "Oh, if Mama's not happy, nobody's happy." You're living against the Scriptures. You need to repent, and you need to take the active role as the husband and engage spiritually your wife and your children and you need to pick the church you need to be doing the work of okay does this church have solid biblical teachings or are they over here teaching some crazy charismatic stuff where we're speaking in tongues slain in the spirit prosperity gospel junk or are we rooted deep in the foundational systematic theology of the bible are we teaching the solid truths of the scriptures or are we just you know, willy nilly in this thing. Cause you know, they got a fog machine and it feels exciting. And they tell me that I'm pretty like, we've got to change our mindset. We've got to be Kings. We got to be warriors because we are at war and the enemy knows it. And it's time for us as men to make trouble for the enemy. And we won't, and we're not making trouble if we're sitting in the back seat, letting our wives lead the spiritual tone of our home. All right, guys. Let's do this. I believe in you guys. We can do this. It's time to step up and to stop being passive and to take the leadership role that God's given you as the man to lead. Like, this is what he's called you to do is to step up and lead. Do it. Like, look at um, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse um, 13 and 14. This is, this is a call to men. Be watchful. Stand firm in the faith and act like men. Be strong. Like, that's what we're called to do. This is a leadership role. Like, take lead the charge in the battle. Say, so listen, baby, this is what we're going to do. Man, I, I've been praying this over. And I, listen, I know it's going to be a fight because, I mean, most men, when they're sitting in church, they know that this is, you know, you know, you got some guy up there in tight jeans, you know, strumming his guitar and talking about, you know, singing songs about stroking Jesus' beard or something. I don't I mean, it's just weird stuff sometimes. Come on. We've got, I mean, it's time to step up and find... A church that is masculine, that has a desire to propel godly masculinity, not toxic masculinity. There's a difference. Godly masculinity, where we're leading to protect. What's the, what's the, what does the text say? Be watchful, like watching out for our families, watching out for our wives, watching out for our children to protect them. Like this is our God-given right. Stand firm in our faith. Act like a man. Be man. Come on, let's go. And be strong, strong to protect, strong to guide, strong to be the man that God's called you to do. Man, I believe that we as men can do this, but well, we've got to just say, okay, God, I'm sorry that I have not taken the active role. Forgive me that I have not actively engaged. And listen, I know it's going to be a fight. It's going to be a fight to, to, to dethrone the femininity, the femininity in your house. But man, this is where you're going to have to step up as a man and you're going to have to take the active role. And I promise you, in the long run, your wife will thank you for this. You can talk to my wife. Like, I, I, I lead the spiritual tone of our home. Because not, well, you're a pastor, you should. No, because I'm a Christian man. A Christian man should lead the spiritual tone of the home. Lead your kids in Bible study. Lead your kids in prayer. Pray over your wife. Get active in this. Lay your life down. I just keep saying this. We need to wring ourselves out for the glory of God and for the betterment of our families. 
That's what we're called to do. Ring ourselves out as men for the betterment or for the glory of God and the betterment of our families. I believe you can do this. You just got to make the decision to do it. Repent where you need to repent and move forward in the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Love y'all. Diversified Systems Resources is a technology company based in Bartlesville, Oklahoma that's been in business for 39 years. Are you looking for a stable employer, clean office environment, fun teammates, and a day that is always new and exciting? Then email us your resume today at dsrjobs at dsrglobal.com. DSR, we deliver technology.